All right. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. In space with something. I don't know. I wanted to introduce Hunter, but I don't have, like, John Cena music. I was do, you want to, do you want to introduce? Quick. Oh, no, no. So, I'm sorry. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, John Cena. I mean, Hunter. I know, right? Like, I couldn't find it on my phone fast enough. I was underprepared. I'm still trying to figure out how to use virtual auto cable to make stuff what's, like that uh, What's going on, everybody? We, uh, we're we talking about some old shit, and by that, I don't mean Bernie Sanders. <gasps> oh. Oh, I felt burned. Hey. And finally, uh, we have a guest this week joining us from his home at the Upper Memory Block podcast uh, in up in Canada, Joe Mastriani. Welcome back, Joe. Oh, man. Oh, no. The internet broke right then. Damn Canadian internet. Canadian Oh, no. Folks, we were, we've were we been having some severe technical issues this evening. I apologize. We actually were using Skype for a bit, and that crapped out on us, so we moved to Mumble. And Joe was sounding great for a bit, and now he's apparently not. We're gonna we're gonna make America great again. We're gonna put up a giant firewall between us and Canada and make the Canucks pay for it. Oh, we just lost Joe. Oh my God! Oh, there, could someone drag him in here, please? Um, Jack on, t- Jack, Jack on Twitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Using restream, you're never fully sure when the stream is actually gonna start. So I've been kind of guessing. So I'm sorry we started midword. Um, Joe, are you there? Yeah. I'm here. Can you oh, hear me? Yes, so, sort of, mostly. Sort of. Yeah, I don't trust it. It's it's kind of digitized, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, check that out! Wow, we can actually kind of hear you. Yay! What I how I can cycle my own boat, so God I'll be like I'll be gone it. a minute and then I'll come back. So start and I will jump right. In. Oh my god! So start without him. Start without him. Start with him. Go 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 so go. Okay, so this uh, this entire topic is Joe's fault, and uh, while he can't defend himself, I'm just going to blame him for everything. Um, basically, a while back, Joe was doing a show. Uh, if you don't know what the Upper Memory Block podcast is, my friends, it's a fantastic podcast where Joe talks about um, video games from the DOS and kind of pre-XP, kind of XP Windows era. And he talks about the development history of the game. He talks about you know, his impressions of the game. He talks about where you can get it. Uh, yeah, we're going to blame Canada, Jack. So um, so it's a great podcast if you're into older games. Uh, it's really it's really just fantastic because he talks about Jagged Alliance one week, Monkey Island the next, you know, so he, he talks about a lot of great stuff. Also, and, it's really well done, so there's that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I could not do a podcast where it's just me talking to a microphone for an hour and a half, but somehow he does it, and he he he's, he writes it up. He's he's a pro. He actually has like music and he edits because he doesn't do it live like we do. So he actually like slips in little 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 cues and shit. You know, like, he's a he's a professional. You know, he's a professional, unlike us goombas who uh, just kind of throw this shit stuff stuff. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. We've had a child staying with us for the last two weeks, and I've been really not cursing as much as possible. But now that the child is locked out, it's probably just going to flow out. <laughs> like you're like Tourette's, man. It's just yeah, going to be because, there because I've been holding, I've been damning it back. 
you know, now I'm not actually using the curse word dam. I'm metaphorically a dam holding back the water of cursing uh, for we, for, oh my God, it's been so difficult. So, um, I like fireflies in the summertime. They're quite nice. Well, they got the lights in the butt and, and they light anyway. them. Anyway, uh, so this I show. I said, no, I want a butt light. Ah. Uh, Man, I, I don't know what's happening with Joe. Hopefully, we'll get him back, folks. But the re—he is the reason we uh, we're talking about this today because he did a uh, show, I believe, on Monkey Island a couple months back. The original Monkey Island from like what was it 1988, 89, right? And he actually made a little video of uh, of him ta- showing off his vintage Roland MT32 um, MIDI module. And when I saw that, I'm like, I have to have one because older game, a lot of older games I play used it. I never was able to afford one at the time because when these things came out, do you guys remember these things, Joe and Hunter, Jim and Hunter? Do you remember these things? Uh, not really. It's things. a little before me. Jim, what what things? What the Roland MT32? It came out in 1987. Uh, yeah, the sound card, right? It, was yeah. that pre Sound Blaster? That was right yes, pre that was pre Sound Blaster. Pre Ad Lib, even it came, The first one came out in 1987, and Sierra it, Sierra actually sold it themselves too. You can get it through Roland, or you can get it through Sierra. And a lot of their games, like King's Quest and Quest for Glory, they just support this thing natively. And so back in the day. Um, back in the day, a lot of older games would use this thing and for like the best MIDI sound you can get, and you can get software to emulate it, but I wanted the real thing. So I went to eBay and got one for like 60 bucks, which is way down from the three to 400 it used to cost. So after, with Joe's help, I got that work. And then, you know, I, re- I learned, oh, you know, TIE Fighter, the reason, the whole reason I got this actually wants a general MIDI module. So I got another thing, an SC55 sound canvas, which is an actual general MIDI module. And I actually have them both hooked up together. I was going to try and get them working for the show tonight, but uh, I couldn't figure out how to get virtual audio cable to actually work yet. I'm working on it. It's, that thing's complicated, you guys. It also costs money. So I want to be able to sure I can get it to work before I pay for it. You know? It's like 30 bucks. that thing. Whoa. So, yeah, right now I think there's a child trying to get into the office, but the door is locked. Thank God. Um, so it's we like were going zombies, right? Like <laughs> little. Yeah, he is. I hear them banging at the door. He, yeah, yeah. He he. Is and they a, moan. They they drool. They're kind of you know they they walk drunkenly. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! If I had a kid, I would teach it. Its first word would be brains, and then it would just run around and be like <laughs> brains. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he so, is... It would crawl, right? So it would be like a creeper. Okay. No, he's at that age where he can walk now. Or should I say run are you, and are stomp? Are you ranting? Is this like a trial run? Like you guys are thinking about this? <laughs> Rent a baby. No, uh, I don't know These if kids everyone... kids are expensive. It's like kids and boats and planes. It's like, you know, rent it if you need it, man. Because, you know... You know what's really cool, too? No. If you're going down to the mall and you want to pick up some chicks, man, you got a friend with a toddler, just borrow the toddler for the day. It's like a better than a puppy. But don't get, don't have the kid on a leash, though, because it's creepy. Right. That's no, um, our Nicole's best friend uh, had to 
get out of their house because there's a mold infestation. And they needed a place to stay while they took care of all that mess. That's so, how the zombie plague starts. Right? It's like the black it's, It does seem like that. It does seem like that. So, um... Tangent. So, uh... So I've been just super exhausted because I don't know how parents do it, man. I, I don't. I, I don't know. More well, power you to y'all. Noticed, like, Seriously. always look like shit and, like, bags under their eyes and, and like, you know, mothers are, like, they have that crazy wild look in their eye like, I'm going to kill you. That's why. Don't ever have kids, man. I avoided that shit. And it's making me question my whole desire for one. I'm not even kidding. Um, just be, be the kid. Just buy Star Wars toys for yourself and just enjoy it. Okay. He, thankfully, so, he hasn't been trying to play with all my electronic crap. But anyway, um, so after all that, i like, why don't we talk about old hardware? Because we all grew up with computers. There's probably some old hardware we love. Um, so since Joe is still not here, I'll start with you guys. Jim, throw out like one piece of classic computer gaming-related hardware that you have really fond memories of. Oculus Rift. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I had a I had a number nine video card that was like the first video card that I bought that wasn't like part of the box. Wait, number and nine? Number nine. That was that was the name of it. So yes, um, and it was able. It was not a three D card, but it was it enabled me to play Total Annihilation at a blazing eight hundred by six hundred, which was wow, unachievable. Um, yeah, so. My first machine, it was a 486-66, and then I upgraded this beast to a Pentium 60. And that Pentium 60 ran TIE Fighter like amazing, right? Mm-hmm, I, I, I bet. 800 by 600 with the, the Garou shading on. Garou, that's like a French word, which is kind of Canadian. Garad. I, I have no idea how to say that word. Garad, Garard, Garad. Yeah, no idea. Exactly. So, um... Yeah, I had a Matrox Millennium card. Oh, Matrox. Yeah, they, yeah. They, sent a, they sent me a Matrox card from uh, Sudo, which later became G4 TV, uh, back whenever I used to do some work with those dudes. And uh, I needed a dual-head card. So you could actually have the... It, it did mirroring, basically. Like, if you have two monitors today, and you say mirror this display on both monitors, um, you needed a special card for that back in the day. And that way I could have one thing of it go out to the VCR and the other thing was on my screen and that way I'm recording my gameplay to the VCR and then I could pull it back in and edit it. Early days you know, of game capture. Twitch. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. I had a Matrox card too in my one of my Pentiums. I think it was the Pentium 2. Um, that that'd probably yeah. be interesting. So you said your first machine, your first PC was a 486? Was that your first PC? Yep, 486 because I was so a you, Mega man. Oh, I was going to say, so you kind of got yeah. in late. You kind of got yeah, so I, Okay, uh, favorite piece of hardware was sure. probably the speech synthesizer on my TI-99-4A because I could play Parsec. Hey, you know, someone else, someone on Facebook also mentioned the T-99-4A, the Texas Instruments computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I, nice. I didn't have one. I didn't have one. I wanted one. I, I was, coveted it. I was but... super pissed, man. I, I worked for, like, two months on a game. And I had it saved on a cassette tape, and this guy, yes. was, like a friend of my mom's, was over, and he was taping some some records and stuff. And I guess he ran out of cassettes, so he just grabbed mine. 
thinking like, oh, I'll just use this, whatever. And he taped freaking golden earring over top of my thing. And oh, I was super pissed. But it was, it was also like to save a 64K program would take like 20 minutes. On oh, I know, like, right? near fill up a whole tape. <laughs> it was ridiculous. No, so I, first, found, so... I found the tape deck up in the attic of the garage when we were cleaning that out. Oh and, my God, uh, you still have it. That's amazing. Yes, and it, and it had duct tape over the tone and volume knobs because <laughs> if you moved that shit, you were never going to read your stuff. So there was like the sweet spot. And if you, you know, and I was just like, oh God, I remember why that's there. <laughs> yes. Don't touch it. Yeah, man. Right. So, um, so you were Amiga pre, before the PC, you were Amiga guy? Well, well, I was uh, okay. So it started out with the TI, and my buddy had a Commodore One Twenty Eight. Oh, nice, uh, Mike Cope. You've talked to him. Uh, yeah, and, uh, he had he had a One Twenty Eight. I was at his house actually when my ninety nine blew up. It just died. Oh before. no, that must have been so, crushing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, and but see, I had I had like a lot of uh, of savings bonds stuffed in a drawer. Because it was like, you know, every year for my birthday, Grandpa would give me like a $20 savings bond or whatever. So I they had matured at that point. And I was just like, yeah, college money or I could buy an Atari 800. Okay, screw college. <laughs> I'm getting an Atari. And I so I got an Atari 800, not the XL, the old school Atari 800. Oh, we um, got a, we and, got a mention of that on Twitter today. Someone, uh, BitGamerX, that was his favorite. His first true digital oh, cool. love, he said. Yep, and I had a 300 baud modem for that bad boy. It plugged into a stick port, and uh, yep, it was awesome. And You're I had screaming. a ton of program and, and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, I graduated to an Atari 800 XL. Um, I had a I had a little bit of uh, legal issues. <laughs> I did I didn't uh, well I had a stern talking to from a man in a tie that said that I probably should not do the things I was doing. So my mother shredded my computer wires with a pair oh, of scissors. Yeah. What? Because well, yeah, there was there was issues. Um but <laughs> but anyway, uh statute of limitations is long past on that, but you know <laughs> but but anyways, um yeah. And uh, so I didn't even have a computer for like three years. My last three years. <gasps> I know, right? It was like serious withdrawal. Oh, awful, awful stuff. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, Joe's back, and you actually sound good. What'd you, what'd I, you do? I, I strangled my modem for a few minutes, and uh, I woke up. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, uh, Joe. We're talking about like our first computers. Right. Yeah, so um, I joined the Army. And I bought a Commodore 64 from another guy in the barracks that was like deploying off to Korea and didn't want to haul it over there. So I got a 64 on the cheap. And uh, yeah, so I had that for a long time, about four years. And then I got an Amiga 500. And that was like as I was getting out of the military, I picked up the Amiga. And I had the Amiga until I bought that 486, which I got the 486 in like 96. I think it was. Good time um, to so, get a PC. Yeah. Oh, real <laughs> good time to get a PC. Damn. Yeah. No, no, it was 95 because it was before Windows yeah. 95 came out. So I had Windows oh. 311 for a little while. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So basically it was all DOS all the time, right, until until that. Um, mm. But the first games that I bought when I bought the computer was TIE Fighter, X-Wing, and XCOM. Is the good. trifecta. That's the good, good. Excellent choice. Oh, for 1994? Hell yeah. Oh, man, 94. 
Oh, it was a good year. <laughs> yeah. Good so, year. but I remember um, when Wing Commander came out. You guys were talking about the Roland card. Um, my neighbor, when I lived down in Georgia, um, he had Wing Commander, and you know, I had my my uh, Amiga down there, and I was just like, man, this thing's pimp. And he, and he's like, no, 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 come over here, play some Wing Commander. And uh, and I checked that out, and it was just like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. it was yeah, Wing Commander on the MT32 is like night and day from whoa from like anything else yeah joe's got a little open mic going on over here Whoops. yeah we are having so, some issues so is this it's is okay this inspired by that sound card thing that you bought because i saw you brought some kind of external sound that's that's what the thing. yeah the mt32 and the sc55 are both external midi modules and um they hook up to with uh with uh with a USB cable to your computer, and then you got a finagle DOS box and whatnot. I got a lot of help from Joe, by the way. Uh, well, you know, if you get an ancient sound card, then you can get one of those old joysticks and just plug into the game port. Straight into the game port, yeah, the card. MIDI port. Yeah, man. That is the plan. Uh, I am going to be building a legacy PC with all that uh, eventually. I just got the first pieces of it, which are two Voodoo 2 cards with SLI cables. Oh, man. I was going to say, you're going to put those, guys, get, those babies in SLI? Shit, brain. yeah, it's the only way to go with Voodoo 2. God, what, why yeah, even so, bother otherwise? So, like, the first 3D game that I ever saw, hell, maybe it was the first 3D game, was they made that GL Quake, which was a... a oh, yeah. Quake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, it was just like, and the magazines had, like, full two-page-wide spreads of high-res Quake. You know, it was, like, running with textures and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. It's incredible. And I was just like, I got to get one of those. So, yeah. Uh, so, wait, Hunter, you're probably the youngest of us. What was, probably. What, what was your first computer? Well, the first computer it wasn't really my computer, but the first computer I remember actually playing games on was a computer that my brother had built for my dad for doing, like, office work or whatever. Uh, and this was somewhere in the early 90s. I want to say between, like, 92 and 93. And uh, games such as like Silent Service and stuff like that is, is oh. what what I what I had my first experience with. Oh man! My, the first computer that I had that was actually a gaming computer I didn't get until two thousand. I want to say two thousand two or two thousand three uh, was my first actual gaming PC that my brother again helped me. Um, actually, he like bought all the parts and like came down and showed me how to put it all together. So I got like a crash course in, in computers essentially. And then from there, I remember um, I bought my first ATI card and um, AGP was, was the hotness, right? And so, <laughs> AGP, oh my God, AGP. The advanced graphics port. That was the big right. deal for so long. Like, ooh, it, AGP. It, was, it was, it was like, it felt like AGP was just like always going to be a thing. Right. And so, um, <laughs> But I mean, like before that, though, like I was always I was I had games. I had a lot of PC games, but I was always playing like on my dad's computer in his office or something like that. So I remember like, you know, in the late 90s, uh, I had um, some of the TIE Fighter games and then um, Dark Forces. I remember uh, playing the crap out of some Dark Forces. Um, So just things like that. but really, really, my first first experience was in the early aughts with uh, with buying buying all that stuff. And then I had uh, I remember I was the talk of the town when I got the 
the HDI Radian All in Wonder ninety eight hundred. No, all in Wonder. Oh yeah, the All in Wonder. Oh you know, yeah, those, that thing. That thing was awesome. It was the two fifty six meg. You know, the two fifty six meg card. And <laughs> you know, you want to talk about you want to talk about like Halo on the PC. That shit looked glorious. And then, um, <laughs> oh my god, uh, I think America's Army like you know oh, needed god, it or something America's like that. America's Army, yeah. So, oh my god. And then after that, uh, after that card crashed, I switched over to uh, uh, I think one of the five thousand series of the uh, GTX cards, the the GeForce uh, NVIDIA cards that were around at the time. That was probably around two thousand four, two thousand five when I got an NVIDIA card, and I've been uh, buying NVIDIA cards ever since. So it really is the way to go, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I mean, people people get really good performance out of the AMD cards. Um, I guess that are, oh, we lost Joe again. Um, God. the, uh, the, I guess, I guess they're the formerly the ATI cards, right? I get, but AMD has them now. Um, and they're, and they're not bad cards. You know, a lot of people have had really great success with them. I've just had tons of driver issues and I've yeah, had friends yeah. that I've had friends that have had tons of driver issues. And, um, I just, I, I'm not necessarily against them, but I'm I'm not for them either. Um, but you know, with with the whole thing, with the way technology is going now, with the way like the DirectX, I guess the newest DirectX, and I think either was it Vulcan or Mantle or something like that, it's going to allow for um, using two completely different types of graphics cards. So like that's that's going to be a thing. That's and crazy. So, so like having an AGP card or AGP, Jesus Christ, having <laughs> having having an AMD card and an NVIDIA card wouldn't like you know be a problem at that point. So that's kind of something to look forward to. I'm actually kind of looking forward to like when that actually comes out and works. But yeah, no, totally first first computer. It was um, it ran uh, Windows ninety eight, and um, yes. my 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 experience with that was is I was talking about this in the Slack chat, um. We didn't have broadband when broadband came out, right? Like my my family, my family, my dad was uh, a horrible adopter of the broadband, and uh, we had broadband all the way through. I mean, I had dial up all the way up through two thousand five, and when I like moved out of the house when I was eighteen. Were your and, parents some of them luddites that still had a rotary phone like in two thousand five? No, 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 no. Because that was my mother. She, <laughs> no, no, she no. had a rotary phone to the day she died. And that was two thousand seven. <laughs> No, so so we just had dial up, right? And uh I remember hell, I remember before that in like ninety eight, uh with my friends, we would play StarCraft over a modem to modem connection. Um v- via I guess uh in modem some cases table. well th- there was Battle.net. You could dial into Battle.net, but this was this was I like know. not even then. This was definitely yeah, I mean, did you hook a null modem cable, one machine to the other? Like, oh yeah, we did that to too. Serial cable we we, we did that too. Yep, that that was like our one v one land party. <laughs> um, so so yeah, that was that was my experience with that. But I mean, the modem stuff was quite interesting, right? Because. Uh, just like the way the technology worked, because now, like, you look back on it, um, they had to put out a patch. Like, Blizzard actually had to put out a patch just to make StarCraft work because it was trying to use IPX. And everybody's like, what the fuck's IPX? Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, what is IPX? I don't remember that. <laughs> it's like the thing before TCP IP. 
Right. I, I, exactly. I actually do know what it is. It's just okay. like, it's, been, it's been so long. It ha- it you is. know, it's been so long since I've heard. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Welcome back, Joe. What's going on over there? Uh, the, the, the Romulans, basically. <laughs> apparently, there's a there's a weird sort of uh, issue going on with my ISP. So it's not just me. It's Toronto. So, anyways, it's, I'll, it's, I'll, it's, I'll hold on. <laughs> it's Tuesday, man. We always have issues like this on Tuesdays. It's really weird because it's it literally is like the internet reboots. Steam decides to stop working. Like everything on Tuesdays just don't work. It's Warcraft maintenance. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trying to get back on. So Jim, I mean Joe, did we talk about your first computer? I don't think we did because you kept popping in and out. Do you remember? Right, we we didn't. So as long as I I, I I'm still on. <laughs> uh, Go. The first computer I ever actually owned was a Pentium 3, so we don't have to talk about that. That's, that's later on. But because we always had a family computer, my dad was a, or is, or was, well, he's alive, but he was a programmer. He's not a programmer anymore. So we always had computers. The first one that I had access to was an Apple II. Oh, and damn. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we played or a bunch of stuff. Of cannonball Blitz up on that. Yeah, thing. that stuff. And like Load Runner and. You know, like uh, oh, wow. Troll's yeah. Tale, and yeah, and it had like uh, you know, the the, the black and so it wasn't a an Apple God, oh damn. no, Joe, <laughs> Joe, come back to us, Joe. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh Canada, <laughs> Canada is for lovers not fair i've been looking forward to this episode for weeks it's it's putin man putin is is like tanking down the internet he's trying to sabotage though hey putin stop putin putin on the ritz i'm sorry folks we are having some oh wait oh i'm sorry folks we are having some just severe technical issues this 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 week so the question i guess is do we want yeah. to just make a BS session out of this, and then we'll maybe take Thursday to do this, right? Yeah, let's. Uh, what do we schedule? We'll 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 do the hardware talk another time. You know what'd be great though? Let's do let's talk about the games we're playing and stuff because let's just do a, a BS session because. And, and uh, now Hunter will speak for forty-five minutes about Pulsar. Oh my God, uh, folks! We really want Don't to talk. Tempt to, me. We really did want to talk to Joe about old computers. And old computing hardware, but since he keeps dropping out, we're probably just going to reschedule yeah, this uh, topic for a, another time. There is a shirt that we should all get, especially yeah. especially for you, Brian. And it says, uh, "Is my power animal?" <laughs> no, 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 no. It says, uh, "Ask me about old hardware." Woo! I'm I'm looking that up right now. I'll wear the, and that'll give me time to, because what I wanted to do, I just thought of this today, I wanted to find a way to play MIDI files through my MT32 over the mic so we all could hear it as we talked. And I would have to learn how to use virtual audio cable, and I would have to learn how to use uh, FUBAR 2000 components. Um, so, yeah, that's that. I tried to learn all that today. Didn't work. I'm still learning. I'm still figuring it out. So, uh, virtual audio cable, you guys. That program is crazy. I'm still. Oh my god! I want to learn how to do it because if I learn how to do that, you guys, we can use anything, and I can record it. Discord. I can, I can show you how to do that, sir. You know how to use virtual audio? Yeah, cable? of course. I'm oh a my god! Professional. 
Okay, yeah. It's I voice that's, meter banana. That's where you need to be. I thought it was actual vo- virtual audio cable. Well, that comes with, right? But, um, yeah, it's voice meter. And then you can take any sounds, anything that generates sound, like a particular program or a certain port or whatever, and wire it and have it come out your headphones and go into Skype and whatever. You can even do like a mix minus where you want to cut something out of a call or whatever. And yeah, you can totally do all that. No, I just like, I, like let's say you oh. want to reflect audio back to somebody, but you don't want to send their voice back to them. You can actually mix them out of what you send out. That oh, thing. so this I've these are two separate. Sure. These are two. These are two separate programs. It looks like because there's yeah, there's voice meter. The vo- it it brings the vo- the virtual audio cable with voice meter. There's two. There's two different voice meters. There's regular plain old voice meter, and then there's voice meter banana, which is the one that you want because it's got the recording stuff built right into it. Um, it's cool. oh, is that V B A N? Uh, no. I, I'll send you a link to it. It's it's okay. specifically voice meter M E okay. T E R. Um. Yeah, no, guys, we're using, uh, yeah, we had severe problems with uh, Skype, so we're using Mumble right now. Uh, that is our that is our chat program of choice uh, because I thought it had, um, I thought it had better uh, sound quality than TeamSpeak, so that's why I chose it. Um, but yeah, we were going to talk about old hardware like MIDI uh, MIDI modules and joysticks and stuff. But we're going to have to table that. I'm sorry, guys. I mean. It's kind of integral to have Joe on here from the Upper Memory Blog podcast because he's kind of the inspiration for this whole idea. So it wouldn't be really fair to not well, have he's him the guy on. That talked you into that whole rolling box, right? He didn't really talk me into it. What he did was he made a video of him playing Monkey Island through it, and it sounded amazing. And I was like, I need one of those in my life. I need one of those so badly. So and then, is it like and they're not hard file, to... like you get you get better warmth because of the vacuum tubes and stuff in it. And it the, sounds it's it it just sounds so natural. Like it was made for this unit. It just sounds beautiful. Uh, I can't play it for you because you wouldn't be able to hear it because I don't have the right software running. But you could like I've got some videos up on Space Game on the Space Game Junkie YouTube channel where you can hear the difference um, between like. DOSBox's emulated Sound Blaster 16, which is what they use by default, uh-huh. and the actual because uh, you can set it up properly to use the MT32 or the SC55, and uh, it uses the actual MIDI, and it sounds so nice. It just sounds okay. like, oh, this is this. I'm back in 1994, and this is how life should have been, you know? Because <laughs> Tie Fighter with this shit running, oh my god, serious. Oh, yeah, because the MIDI stuff actually behaves itself. I bet exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Oh, so I I feel bad because yeah, weirdo three one one six on um on YouTube. Yeah, Skype is horrible, and uh, we actually went away from it for a while. But then so many people seem to have a problem getting Mumble to run. We're like, let's go back to Skype because it's just easier. And now we're having Skype issues like every freaking week. It's so frustrating. Like, there's no one great way to do this. We'd use Discord. But apparently Discord has a lot of sound issues. You, I, not just you guys were saying it earlier, but other people have reported that Discord has sound issues. Like you start. Yeah, I, I'm not like a huge fan of it yet. Like they're yeah. they're getting there. Like they're getting there, right? But it's just 
Yeah, they, they sound all digitized. Like I've used it a few times and it sounds like some people just go in and out. Some people sound like they're robots. You know, it's it's really frustrating because it sounds like a great service. Like it sounds like exactly what we want to use. You know? Maybe we should try Google Hangouts at some point. I don't know. Um we could. I've used it in the past. It's not that bad. Um it has its own issues, though. It has its own issues, and it's also not the easiest thing to use. Like it has its own issues. If but if you turn off the the video portion of it, it actually is just it's like making a phone call. Yeah, like I've used it for actual. I use Google Voice, so I've used it for actual phone calls. Yeah, and Google Voice works great. I love Google Voice. But... Oh yeah, I wish we could get that to work somehow. We can. Oh, we'll have to figure this out somehow because it's like we're not fully happy with Mumble. We're really not happy with Skype. We're not fully happy with Discord. Maybe we gotta give Hangouts a try. It's it's just a struggle. The struggle is real, you guys. The struggle is real. What's Israel got to do with this? Uh, nothing. Nothing. It's all Hamas. <laughs> um. Anyway. Now, so yeah, let's let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Um. Hun, let's start with you. You, I mean, if you want to talk about Pulsar, please. You don't have to talk about Pulsar for 40 minutes. But I haven't played Pulsar in a long while because the last time I played it, like, I mean, maybe about five, six months ago, it still felt pretty incomplete. But you have seemed to recently how, – first, how did you find it? And two, I mean, what, 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 like, drew you to it? And what has got you so jacked about it now? Well, okay, so we've we've played we've played games like Artemis and Quintet before, right, where it's these – these starship simulator type games, right? You know, each each person takes a position of the crew, and you guys go out on your own Star Trek like adventure, right? Five year mission, go explore this galaxy, right? But the the thing, and and both Artemis and Quintet are are, are great in their in their own individual right. Like they both have really great things about them individually, and then they both have things that I don't like about them. Um, one of the things that I absolutely love about Artemis and Quintet is the fact that you can actually have different people crewing different ships. So you can have multiple crews on multiple ships doing stuff. I really like that. And that's, and that's really cool. The problem though, that I run in with Quintet and Artemis is that the, the feature set on what you can do is quite limited. It's just, it's, it's, it's very, it's very limited scenarios on what you can do. True, true. I mean the I mean it that's good for accessibility. But right. when you when you want to get in the nitty gritty, you know, Pulsar There's not a lot there's not a lot there with, yeah. with those games. And then the thing the thing that I also really like about uh Quintet, for example, is how extremely accessible that game is. I mean you're talking about web browsers, phones, tablets, computer like oh my god, you can play it on almost anything. And that is pretty awesome. Now, uh, yeah. Now, having hyped that up, I'll have to say this. Um, Pulsar, Pulsar's got some stuff going on, and the one thing that I really like about Pulsar is, is it's not just like a terminal in front of your face. You actually have an avatar that you walk around the ship with, and so right. if something starts to fudge up in engineering, you got to run back to engineering. <laughs> like you actually have to physically go there. Um, and, and that's something that you don't get with Artemis or with, um, Quintet. And so the, the sense of urgency, um, is heightened, 
uh, a lot more in that s- scenario. The other thing is, is the game is kind of like a roguelike, right? So, oh, really? Yeah, Pulsar. So Pulsar is definitely like a, a, a roguelike because you you start off with a ship that has guns and weapons on it, and you can just go out into the galaxy and start shooting stuff, exploring stuff, doing whatever you want, right? And then occasionally, like um, like Command Central will send you a mission to do, um, which you can actually go and turn those off and say, I'm just exploring the galaxy. Stop sending me missions. Ooh. <laughs> Um, but you have to go talk to a person at the at the starting station to like be like, hey, I'm going to go exploring. Don't give me any missions. But the the cool thing about the station, as I was doing some more exploring today, there is a lot that you can do at the station. Um, there's a lot of people you can get missions and quests from. There's a lot you can upgrade your ship with. Um, you, there's a lot to go out and explore. A lot of planet stuff. Now. I will say the game feels a little slow at times because there is no jump feature and there is no um, like running feature that Pulsar has. Oh yeah. So like I can't hold shift to like run faster. So you're you're stuck at one pace throughout your entire experience, and that is one thing that is frustrating about Pulsar. But uh, I've played a little bit with Jim, and I played a little bit with our good friend Cloud Vault, and um, I have to say, there's 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 a lot going on with this game, even though it's still in uh, early access. I guess, um, it's yeah. got it's got very positive reviews on Steam, and um, I'm very much enjoying my experience. I've got a saved ship so far. I've upgraded it quite a bit. I've got um like fast recharging uh rail guns on it now and I've got two missile launchers on it and so I've been getting into some engagements in combat nice. and um what's cool too is the NPCs are technically competent by that I mean they'll direct you into they'll 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 fly the ship in the direction of the ships that you're trying to hit so like if you want to man a gun you don't have to worry about like well the damn NPCs not facing the right way like they'll actually like face you the right way um the engineer guy will actually like charge up the warp drive for you and keep the um the core temperature at a a good, a good level. So I mean it's it's pretty competent. You can play it by yourself, but it's a lot more fun. Uh it's a lot more fun when you can play it with friends. That's like that's like the whole point, I believe. It is, but I mean like I've I've been able to enjoy myself in in a solo scenario as well, but What's nice about it is, is your friends can like just jump in with you. You can just save where you're at, relaunch it in like a multiplayer thing, and they can just join you. Oh, nice! Right. So I've got a, I've got a ship. I've, I've died once, and I had to start over once. And ever since then, uh, I've been uh, building up my secondary ship and been quite successful and having a lot of fun with it. Well, we, I believe we're going to be playing that next Thursday. Isn't that right? I think we put that on the calendar for next Thursday. I believe so. Uh, Spaz nice. and Cloud, and uh, if Jim wants to get on board, I think we got a good crew of people playing. So, yeah, it's been a while since I loaded it up. So, I mean, I try to get in touch with the devs, but I haven't heard back. They're probably really busy. Um, but yeah, we're going to be playing that on next Thursday, which is exciting. Uh, Jim, what have you been playing lately? Uh, currently playing Alien Isolation, which is super creepy. <laughs> That's why I'm not you, playing it. I'm surprised that you haven't beat that game yet, Jim. No, I dabble with it here and there. But um, the the cool thing is that uh, Dan's dad is like super fan of the whole Alien franchise. Like 
you know, and it's like, oh, it's Ad's birthday. Let's get him something with aliens and give him a freaking face hug or whatever, right? So he's easy to shop for. Um, but he's played like uh, aliens, colonial marines, and and whatnot. But he has not played Alien Isolation, right? So I pestered Dan to the point where he finally got it for him, and I was like, okay, now you got to set up OBS and get your dad a microphone, and I want to watch your dad play Alien Isolation. So <laughs> that sweet treat may be coming up in the very near future. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we've also his dad's his dad's like mid seventies, I think, or or so, if not older. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like you know he's he's like Grandpa Aliens. It's cool. So we're gonna we're gonna see the real deal. He's gonna be the next Pootie Pie, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, G- Jim and I have also been playing a good bill a good bit of Arma three lately too. Oh, did you guys oh, get so the? The Apex uh, add-on? Yes. We yeah, did, and it, and it is it hot. It made a fascinating difference in that game. It adds a ton of crap, doesn't it? Like, it adds a whole yeah, new island. Yeah, it does graphics overall, too. Oh, jeez. It, uh, it is quite significant. That game looks pretty great. Uh, I played Starbound this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was reading that, you know, you were all like, oh, God, so boring. But you had a good time with us, so... Is it the deal of, like, single player, it's boring, but with, with people, it's better? It might be. Uh, it also, like, here's the thing. I don't, I find as I get older, I have less and less patience for survival-based games. Like, I don't want to collect flowers and build a table. I, I just want to kill shit. You know, that oh, stuff. don't ever get art. Stuff. Then. Yeah, that's, I have it. I think. And I just haven't, I think I have it. Oh, really? If you've not experienced it at all? I think you probably should um, like With us. jump on my server. Yeah, my server is a little different than your stock server, but you know, it's it's like I took a lot of the tedium out, right? Because it's like dinosaurs train fast instead of like, oh, I got four hours to sit here and feed this thing berries. It's like, no, ain't nobody got time for that. It's, I thought it's, I it's had enough. It. Like when shit gets killed, you're pissed anyway because just getting it knocked out is enough without the whole torture of trying to defend it for hours while it like trains. So yes. I thought I got it in a humble bundle. Oh, I do have it. I just didn't yeah, see, see it. See, there you go. You should totally jump on there some night and play that with us cuz it's keyword. Stop it. Yeah, but see, you don't stop even it. have to do all the gathery crap, right? Cuz we already did all that shit. It's just like, hey, there's a dinosaur. Get on it and ride around like you're uh, like you're a cowboy. Well, I don't know if you like guys. I don't know if you guys have played a game called Roguelands, but that is a similar game to like Terra, Terraria in this. But the yeah, nice I thing like about Roguelands a lot. Yeah, it's, it's very great. It's, it's more like a Metroid game. Yeah, see, that's what I like about it. It's very actiony. You basically you have a little robot that does the gathering for you while you do all the killing and the slaying. So I really like so it's, that. It's kind of like Warframe in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I much little, prefer that. Little, I much prefer it's that. It's a bit, right? It floats over you. Yeah, it's like a little bit, and it floats over you. It's like, go collect all that stuff. And you're like, It'll be yes, like, yes, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. While you're like, I'm going to go kill this thing. You do all that. Okay. It's very much more actioning, which is what I need, I think. Um, so I didn't – it gets a little better, but at the same time, it's just like, eh. Yeah, it might be better with people than without because I was just getting really bored. Like super bored, like oh my god, bored. It's just I don't think I don't think those games are for me anymore, which is kind of sad because I used to love games like that, you know. 
But now I feel like if I want to fucking plant a seed, I'll go out and make a garden. Like yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to work in my game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. But for next week, I started playing Starfleet One. Did you ever play oh, that, God. Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Starfleet—that's the one with the boarding actions and whatnot. And it does stuff. have boarding actions. Yes, it does. That's it's the one like, that has the horrific UI, right? Yeah, well, it's actually if you played one of the older Trek games, like Trek Seventy Three or Begin or EGA Trek, it actually has one of the better interfaces of that whole uh, ilk. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like a it's like a uh, super compacted because they only had like three twenty by two hundred, right? Oh they yeah, had to cram like a whole UI. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember it being predominantly orange. Yeah, there's a lot of orange. Yeah. There's a lot of orange. Yeah. I actually am going to play the sequel this week as well. I never wasn't played that, the sequel when that it came Interstell out. that made that thing. Yep. Yeah, it was Interstell, and the sequel actually has planetary landings. So there was and, a, and stuff. there was a uh, game called Breach that Interstell made that actually combines with um, no that, that that one no that combines with the rules of engagement games which is oh, okay. I think those were published by Interstell um, but yeah Breach two works with rules of engagement one and then Breach three works with rules of engagement two so you can Maybe have it's boarding rules of engagement that I'm talking about playing. You might be thinking the, yeah. the the interface for rules of engagement is better than Starfleet One. Yeah, Starfleet One oh, is completely okay. ASCII based, and oh, it uses right. function yep. keys. Those rules of engagement for sure. Then yeah, yeah. The rules of engagement looked like the Lacars interface from Next Generation. Yep, that's yep. what rules of engagement looked like. Ah, I miss those games so much. But I've also been in a wargaming mood recently. Like I got us I got a discount card from uh Matrix and I feel like for 41% cuz I've been with them for 12 years. Thanks Matrix/Slytherin. So I got their remake of Close Combat 3. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, Cross of Iron it's called. That was my favorite of the uh-huh. Close Combat games. Yeah, so yeah. there there was a cool mod for that one. Um I cannot remember what the mod was. It was uh, it was like the, a Comf Group A thing, but uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. The big mod yeah. was for the the fifth close combat game. It was actually like it was called Okinawa, and you actually had to buy it on a disc. And oh, but wow. it, it it was like a whole separate game, but that just happened to use Close Combat Five. <laughs> but it was Okinawa. Oh, okay. It was really good, actually. I'm kind of a close combat nut. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, I I like it. Um, I I have uh, Panthers in the Fog. I think is the one that. I yeah, have yeah. There if are a few of them on Steam. Player, that thing, man, go for it. What is, what is the deal? There's a new one, right? That it's not close combat, but it sure looks like close combat that somebody made. Oh, 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 oh! It was oh. like eight bucks. Oh God, hang on. I'm looking it up because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, how's the reviews on that? I can't remember. Hang on. Oh yeah, and speaking of reviews, um, the uh, the Marvel, whatever the hell that was that came out today, um, Ultimate, something. I can't remember the name of them, but the old Marvel games that came out and they and they priced them absurdly at forty dollars each or sixty for the two was Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, 
ridiculous, and the and the reviews were right? terrific. So I went and read the reviews because I thought it was just going to be people wailing about the price. No, no, because apparently gamepad support is busted out of the box. Like, did you guys QA it or what? So, because <laughs> everybody's like, my Xbox controller doesn't work, and the you know the the back button, the block button is actually back and stuff. Uh, it's like what? Yeah, that needs some fixing. Well, the game is called Firefight, the one you were thinking of. It's yeah, uh, $10 yeah. right now, and the reviews are kind of positive. Uh-huh. Uh, but there are a few negative ones. Um, but I'm definitely going to get it at some point because close combat. You know, right. I mean... <laughs> guys, if you've never played the close combat games, it ha- it's they were made special because they uh, modeled uh, morale and uh, soldier health down to the individual level. Yeah, that was the first game that ever did that, too. Like, yeah. That morale yeah. actually mattered. It's like, oh, I, you killed my guy. I'm out of hit points. No, no, it doesn't matter. I, I suppressed him. I fired a whole lot of bullets, and uh, now they they don't want to listen to orders anymore. Right? Yeah, they're and just running the away. They're just, they're just yeah. running away or digging a hole for themselves to try and escape or something. Yep. And you could watch what every one of them does. You can have a little window up that shows you what each unit in each squad is doing. Are they running? Are they healthy? You know, are they scared? Are they terrified? You know, you can see all that. And that really adds something to the combat, man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it totally does. Well, especially whenever you can be like, hey, just suppress those guys over there and make them put their heads down and they're not looking. Right. So then I can move troops around the side or do whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, which actually works. So, yes. Yeah, those those man those games were amazing. Uh, Jack is saying in Twitch that they're ad- adaptations of the squad leader game, and yes, that's exactly what they are, and they're really good adaptations, from what I'm told. I never played those board games because they sounded crazy. <laughs> like you need eight hours to play this. Like, um, well, thanks. Oh yeah, man, advanced squad leader. It's like good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised uh, that they have not made a PC version of it. Like they now there was one. It was called Squad Leader, but it was more like an XCOM kind of game, where you know it was, you ran individual and, soldiers. And, and apparently, it wasn't that good. It was not that good. the The UI was pretty horrific on it, and it, it was an okayish game, but it wasn't great. Um, and it aged about as well as the original XCOM, right? So yeah for what that's worth. Um, but I am surprised that nobody has actually just made a damn advanced squad leader, especially since Avalon Hill as a company is long dead, right? So it could be done. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I think they're, which is sad, because they put out some good stuff. All right, I'm going to get Grigsby on the phone. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> He's too busy making those giant... Um... I know, that's the the problem, right? It's like, he makes these games that are so stinking super epic, he locks out like 90% of his potential audience. That's why they cost so much. way overcomplicated. Yeah, he needs needs to make something that's approachable again, right? I I don't know, maybe it's the role of everybody else now, is like, follow follow Gary's lead, but make it approachable and small. Agreed. Um... I, you know that was really cool getting to meet him. By the way, that that whenever we went to that thing, that's uh, right. I yeah, man, I about sat, that. I sat straight across the table from Gary Grigsby, and I was just like, 
And he was so was nice. Awesome. That's was awesome. right. He was so nice. Yeah, because I was like, dude, man, I had my, my well, as, as we started talking out about old computers, right? Like my Atari 800, man, I had Kampfgruppe on that shit, and I played the hell out of it. That and Wargame Construction Kit and Oh yes, the War the SSI Wargame Construction Kit. Age of Rifles and Age of Tank. Oh God. Someone said someone said today that if they could put any amount of money into anything, it would be to bring like Microprose back. And all those war games and flight sims. Good 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 time. Oh guys, if you remember Microprose, so many memories. And almost all of them good. I think the only bad memory I had with the Microprose game was across the Rhine. Yeah. yeah. What what happened with Microprose? They I got bought understand. out by Spectrum Holobyte, and um, then just kind of went to shit. And they had Spectrum Holobyte pretty much went to shit, and Microprose just pretty much went off to die. Well, that really sucks. Sure does. God. Oh yeah. So. That's kind of what we've been playing, uh, Close Combat. I got some of the AGI games, and I've been learning that stuff. That's a complicated system, but once you start learning, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Oh, um, and yeah. uh, we've talked about it briefly in the last couple of shows, but I am still working my way through Elite Force 2. Uh, nice, yeah. Uh, folks, by the way, we're a uh, friend of the show and three-time guest, Chris Stockman, worked on Elite Force 2. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to have him back on to talk about that game. And should I should have him on, we, on a Thursday night where we, we that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. We're going to, uh, apparently there's a really interesting story about, uh, the release of that game and some kind of interesting yeah. things that happened. So he's going to share about that too. And then that Thursday, we're going to have multiplayer of it. We've got to test it to make sure it works over Evolve. Yeah. But so it was probably that a will. Raven joint. I think so. Is Raven still doing it then? I'm not sure. Hang on. I don't remember. Oh, wow. I found a really cool bug in Alien. So, Hunter, pull my stream up. This is is pretty pissed. Are you streaming right now as we're doing this? I am. Dude. I'm streaming the podcast. We have podcast audio. Oh, it was Ritual. It was Ritual. I think Raven did the first one, and then Ritual did the second one. There's a ghost on the space station. Yeah, Raven did the first one, and then uh, Ritual Entertainment did the second one. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of the same assets, though, I think were carried over. I think so, but it was just a bigger and, in a lot of ways, better game. I mean, not that, not that um, Elite Force One was a bad game, but Elite Force Two improved on it. It Elite Force Two did what a sequel should do. Is take the what made the original game great and just add more stuff and make it even better, you know. So Elite Force Two is like a really good example of a sequel done right, you know. Correct. So yeah, I've got it installed. It runs. It's it's so such a pleasure, you guys, when uh, you install an old game that's actually still on disc. You can't get it digitally, and it just runs. Yes, shockingly, you just install it. Like it just. It and it runs even on Windows 10. Yeah, it's Windows not like 7. You had to mod it up or nope, nope, nope. I don't even think I don't even. You I'm can not running... you can go in after you've installed it and adjust an INI file that lets you run it at like a proper resolution for your monitor, but you don't even need to do that. Nope. 
No, it looks great. It runs great right out of the box. It's so amazing. Like, yeah, so many disc games. Like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Let's hope. Oh, the installer won't run. Okay, I have to copy everything over and then <laughs> copy this yeah, EXE like file. Run this, you can't run this 16-bit installer on your, 30, or on your 64-bit. Exactly. Machine. But this one, no problem. Out of the box. was really just a pleasant surprise. Really just a pleasant Pleasant. You know what, Hunter? Do you have uh, the game? Inst- you have the game installed. Why don't we just try and get this freaking thing running right now? What do we got? What do we got to do? <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know. I would assume we need uh, the Evolve stuff going. So I've already got Evolve running. Let me let me load let up. Me, the party. Uh, let me boot up my stuff here, folks. We're gonna have an impromptu test of Elite Force Two. Uh, Bruce, sadly, no on uh, YouTube. Sadly, no. Whoa. Uh, whoa, what? The stream stopped. Oh, that's cool. It's internet all around tonight, man. Feature. Yeah, the stream just stopped. Super good. Weird, apparently... Okay, we seem to be back now. Sorry, folks, on the stream. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason... Uh, Romulans. Yeah, for some reason, what's a Huey just stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. for, some reason, no, for some reason, Restream just said offline all of a sudden, so I had to restart OBS. It's, it's Romulans, a.k.a. Putin. Hang on. Okay, it looks like I have uh, the disc for Elite Force and everything in there, so let me see if I can get this thing running. One second, folks. One second. Yeah, I'm still getting a couple of things squared away with this. Oh, are you guys going to try the Elite Force business right now? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Also, Windows 10. Um, join. Oh, shit. I got a. It is. I got it. Yeah, um, but my uh, adapter is turned off. I actually have to turn that shit back on. I can't see the chat anymore, though. That stinks. There it is. All right. I'm going to turn on the music one second. Uh, 
All right. I'm going to start a server. Go for it. I'll be there in just a second. I'm uh, trying to get the disk to load up now. There it goes. Hoop, that's loud. Surprise, surprise. Okay, I'm having a problem with my mouse. Hold on. They have a bat left in this thing. Yes. <laughs> That's great. On a second, folks. Did you drop it? Yeah, I killed it because OBS does not want to pick it up. Hang on a second. Yeah, you have to. Um, you actually have to window capture it. Even if it's full screen, will it window capture, or do you have to run it in a window? Uh, it'll it'll capture it when it's full screen. You might actually have to alt enter and then alt enter again. Like you have to, you might um, have to put it in a window and then full screen it after you start capturing it. Got it. Hang it's on. a little finicky. That's what I had to do. Hang on, folks. But some update recently has dicked with my mouse, and so, like, I play these old games in my mouse settings. What?
it's really weird. It's not capturing the whole thing. Did you alt enter and make it full screen again? No. Try it. Nope. So weird. And I mean, I'm not talking about like window. I'm actually talking about uh, like the display itself. Does it make sense? Yeah, um, it's it's not doing it in OBS. One second. Oh man, uh, hang on. All right, I'm starting a, a map. Jim, you got this installed, don't you? I don't have it installed, but I'm working on it right now. Are we still streaming, by the way, or are we done? We totally are. So you started a server? Yeah, but my mouse is being stupid. Oh, it looks like the connecting thing will work, though. What the? Nice. Oh, it works. Yeah, I just gotta figure out why my mouse sensitivity is so fucked. I've, you know what? I haven't seen you at all in the map, though. I'm here. I'm running around this entire thing. I joined your server. Oh wait, is that you right there? Yeah, looking right. down in the corner. Yeah, that was you. Okay, so I found you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting so apparently there was some kind of connection glitch and it showed like an image of an ethernet cable interesting yeah it's pretty typical for the time it's, it's like I, it's like I have a it's like I have a roaming mouse like I look left like I just tap it left and it keeps spinning left That's really weird. It's interesting, though, while you were looking at your options, it looked like you were looking at, like, a data pad. That was kind of neat. Was it a commander data pad? Oh. 
was it fully functional? Uh, programmed with a variety of techniques, yes. There's an app for that. I bet there is. Or where are you? <laughs> I'm looking for you, man. Did you get your mouse working? <laughs> nope. Hey, does it does this one have Hi, the fat man. thing that has the Wild West scenario in it, so you can have the shootout in the OK Corral with phasers? Is that a thing? Oh yeah, that was yes. in the first one or the second one. That's funny. See, I had this issue with my mouse while I was playing Homeworld the other day. Like, it just like for some reason these old games, it was just not working right. Uh, Bruce Brown on YouTube says that was uh, Elite Force One that had the uh, the Western thing, which is I guess adapted from that awesome. Oh, hey. I see you. I see you. Nice. Apparently I died. I think you killed yourself. Ooh. Damn. I was going to try to hit you with a bad list, but that didn't work. <laughs> ah! If they could have somehow in your face and uh, Jedi Academy together so you could have a lightsaber. <laughs> Same engine. You probably yeah. could. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, dual dual lightsabers versus phasers. That'd be probably... The question is, is, can you deflect the phasers? Uh, that's a good question. All right, you're going to have to start one. Okay. I will leave the match and start one. That's... We're going to do capture the flag. And I'm adding bots. Are you guys in the Space Game Junkie party, or the Table for Two party, or what party are you in? Uh, so the Space Game the Junkie. Space Game oh, Junkie yeah. party ain't involved. Right. But it says everybody's offline, so I don't even... No, I mean, you're offline because you're adapter. Yeah. Alright, we're starting to capture the flag with bots. Um, I guess I'm on red. Okay. You know, I'll say this for Alien Isolation. The alien is nothing compared to the frickin' synthetics that are walking around. Those guys are assholes. Synthetics? You mean like Bishop? 
exactly like that. But they're a more primitive model, so they look obviously artificial, like their skin isn't human. They, they look like somebody that's uh, covered in white rubber kind of thing. I got the flag. Where are the bots, I wonder? You have to yeah. add them in. I did. I thought I did. This is a neat map. Ooh, Quantum Burst. I wonder what that's about. I thought I added bots. I guess I didn't. I thought I did. Oh, it's an acceleration issue with Windows 10. What? Interesting. I'm trying to diagnose my, um... Trying to fix this stupid thing with, uh, the mouse. Oh. So, yeah, folks, uh, if you guys are listening on the audio stream later, this is the weirdest podcast we might have ever done. Um... It's still better than that one gym where we talked to that one guy and he clearly didn't want to be there and we clearly didn't want to be there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I've got four bots on blue and three of us will be on red. And we're going to do capture the flag. Ooh, I like these modifiers. Like one of them is disintegration. It completely eliminates your opponent. Let's see if the bots work this time. Ah, there they are. I think we're good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they're bots now. I need better weapons. Ooh, I can totes run out in the window. How advanced. That's what I'm doing. Running in the window. Oh!
Wow, there's an EF2 server with five of eight players. That must be you guys. I could really use some help here. Oh, crap, crap, crap. Oh, God. So it God. says the server is using protocol version 65. What? And then it sits awaiting challenge forever. Yeah. Maybe what? my version of the game is different than yours. Are you patched to 1.1? I don't know. Hang on. I could look. How do I tell that? Um... I thought I was fully patched, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm able. To, I was. I've been able to get into his games, dude. So it's got to be you. Yeah. Right, well, my version might be different than you two. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So, all right. All right, folks. We're gonna call it a night. Uh, I want to thank you all for uh, watching and uh, listening uh, this week on Thursday. I'm gonna be playing some RimWorld for the first time. That should be fun. Next week on the podcast. Uh, cause I had to reschedule him. I felt really bad about that, but we're bringing the guy, uh, Christian who, uh, has Galactin ears. You know, we're talking to, uh, gonna be talking to the developer of Galactin ears next week. Why? What Galactin ears you have? And then next, with? and then, uh, and then next Thursday we'll be playing Pulsar. So, uh, Cortex Command isn't a space game, fat man. It doesn't apply to this channel. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, we're Cortex very niche. Command's awesome. It's awesome. Cortex but... Command, unfortunately, lacks multiplayer, and I'm brutally unhappy. Oh, that's about right. That. It does, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah, it's single player, completely only. Uh, Cortex Command is not a bad game. It just doesn't really apply to this channel. So sorry, folks. But uh, thank you for watching and listening to this crazy, uh, crazy podcast. We're gonna try and get Joe back on, and another time we'll do a test beforehand. We did actually, and it's. Worked and that didn't work and that did and that didn't. Um, so, is it have co-op? Hang on, wait. Uh, Fat Man is saying that it has co-op. What does? Cortex Command. Uh, nope. I haven't installed right now. It might be local co-op. Yeah, shared split screen. Yeah, that that really doesn't help us, Fat yeah, Man. Yeah, doesn't do me anything. Because I'm in Los Angeles and they're in uh, North Carolina, and they're not even in the same part of North Carolina. They're like not even so. So yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's it is, one Joe. One city couldn't contain our power. Uh, Joe on uh, <laughs> Joe on YouTube. He's on there. He's like, first time in three years I've had ISP issues. It's Tuesday night, man. That's what Tuesdays do. I don't know what it is. It's the Tuesday night internet follies. It, it is a Tuesday thing. So uh, we're going to reschedule you to come back on, Joe, probably in like a month because that's like the first open slot we have. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. DeBerg. I'm fighting DeBerg. Let's have some music in here, Boiler.
Sure thing. Yeah. 